0: Hi, welcome to the new episode of the Boostly podcast. This is the podcast that helps give you the tools, the tactics and the training, and most importantly, the confidence so you can go out there and get some more direct bookends. Uh, today, we are doing the Behind the Host series. Uh, this is the mini-series on the Boostly podcast with myself, Liam Carolan. And we dive into a successful and interesting short-term rental host journey, uh, find out all about their business, and see if there's stuff that you can take from their experience that you can go and implement into your business to help you with, with hospitality and getting those excellent reviews. And today, I'm really excited. We're, we're joined by Julian Foster. He's from... Hey. The, Hey, Julian. He's joined from the uh, Richmond Property Group, and uh, his speciality is managing luxury properties. And uh, it's something which I'm interested in because I know there's a huge demand for high-end properties at the moment. And also in general, Just we're going to find out how how you actually go about managing properties which are both international, but also very high-end and what's involved in that. So uh, Julian, welcome along. Hey, Liam. How are you doing? Very good. Very happy to be on the podcast. Oh, I'm excited to have you here. Thank you for joining, buddy. So let's start off, if you can introduce yourself, um, tell us a bit about yourself, where the business is based, how many units, and that cool stuff. Yeah, cool. Also, like you were saying, my company's Richmond Property Group, and we've got a portfolio of properties that
1: are they're mainly luxury properties, and they're located globally, really. So we've got properties down in, in Cornwall, uh, in central London, in Bournemouth, Amsterdam, uh, a couple of properties in france and a couple of properties in chicago in the usa as well and um and yeah the thing that bonds them all together is that is their luxury properties. so i think that's the main thing that i want to kind of talk to you about today really about how i manage them how i found them and to give you guys some kind
0: of tips and tricks if you want to approach luxury property yourself that's amazing i know there's going to be a lot of people listening in uh with with ears are uh, very much open to this so Let's start off with more about your your journey Julian. How did this come about? What did you do before this uh, at the moment before hospitality and how did this opportunity of managing luxury properties come about? Yeah, so okay, so my background was originally was actually working in in events
1: when I was kind of, you know, fresh out of college. I was working in the events industry and that pivoted. So eventually I was working in uh, selling commercial office space. That's what my background was, was uh, selling commercial office space in central London. And uh, that was an incredibly boring thing to be doing. I, I look after some commercial space now, it's part of the portfolio that I look after, but there's no doubt that that is the, the most kind of boring part of what I do. And it was about 2019 when COVID, when that crept in as well, I was already looking for for a kind of a way out and something new and something exciting to do and uh first opportunity came up where it was just this one person who had a, a a quite a large portfolio of properties that he needed looking after and he brought me on board with um just to just to kind of look after those and um that went from strength to strength and eventually we decided that it would be better to to Um, structure it as a kind of personal company my own company and um, and that's where it started from so I really had this kind of base portfolio of luxury properties and um, and that's where the kind of fun and game started really it was really about kind of being kind of thrown in at the deep end so having to manage luxury properties was was a a challenge and something that was very new to me at the start Uh, and having to manage properties in more than one location uh, likewise, it was just something that I had to kind of get used to and work out solutions for all of these complicated problems, you know, like uh, not just the kind of classic ones that you might think of, like working with different time zones and all that kind of stuff, but even uh, looking after properties that are in, in foreign countries was uh, something that was new and exciting you know I I could speak a moderate level of French but uh, I don't really know how to what the French is for changing the internal ring of a pool cover or (laughs) um you know changing hot tub filters in in Dutch it's you know it's all new kind of stuff that
0: I had to kind of work out so that was part of the of the fun and games And one of the things which definitely, you know, I'm I'm thinking about because just setting up any property, even locally can can be some mindset challenges to get over. But what were you feeling at the time? And, um, you know, how did you how did you manage the, the opportunity, you know, sort of mindset wise? How did you go about attacking it? So you like you say, to to. Managing different time zones, but also to do all these challenges at once. And how many properties first came on uh, when you first uh, set up the company? It really
1: was very intense. It was it was all at once that we took on uh twenty one properties all all in one go, including a mix of commercial and uh, commercial properties and properties that are rented out on on long term uh, AST agreements and those that we look after as vacation rentals. So they all came on as one. There was a, you know, a good transition period where it wasn't just myself. There was the, um, the owner was very helpful and other people that he had within his company were helpful. There were, there was a dedicated accounts team at at the time that, that helped with that process as well. But the goal was right from the start to, to, to kind of give everything so that I was looking after it to take these properties you know off their hands and to give them less headaches and to look after everything so it was just the case you mentioned about mindset it was really just about staying calm and organized and putting the plan together for everything part of the thing with luxury properties is that i feel like a lot of people they they don't think about approaching luxury properties because they see it as being out of their grasp as as being too difficult too expensive to afford and there being too many barriers of entry but i would actually preach the opposite of that really i think there's a huge untapped market for people managing uh luxury properties you know i think that so often people think like how am i gonna get these properties and how can i afford to to run them but People that own these properties, they need our help more than most people. Yeah, you, know, you think of the normal, uh, you know, rentalpreneur who has these kind of, they find properties and they rent them themselves and then rent them out again. Sometimes with luxury property owners, you can you can take out those steps because you've got people who own these luxury properties, but they're just sitting empty. There's so much potential there. It was really kind of revealing to me that there's
0: this whole world of opportunity with with some of the best properties in the world. That's amazing. And like you say, many people are scared off, you know, it seems perhaps too big or certainly the thought of managing international will will put a lot of people off.
2: Quick break from the podcast to let you know that the two Boostly books that we brought out, the Book Direct Playbook and the Book Direct Blueprint, are two of the top rated and the best selling in the hospitality category on Amazon. For just £2, you can grab both of those books right now the foundations and the structures that you need to put in place is in the blueprint and then for 101 marketing tactics that is in the playbook so go and grab a copy on amazon now just type in book direct playbook or the book direct blueprint and uh, we'll see you on your side
0: let's dive into a couple of the the things that to my mind would come up as some of the challenges let's go for the international aspect first of all what tips would you have around managing like an international portfolio Um, I guess instead of just a local portfolio what are some of the things that the challenges that you've met but also the things that you've done to to overcome that? Yeah well so I I think the key thing here is like the
1: systems that you have in place because every business is going to have its own systems that it has and the portfolio that I manage we we have our own set of set way of doing things and it's not that complicated whatsapp is the absolute king for for what we do and every team that we have in every different location the communication is still in in its kind of purest sense is through whatsapp so every cleaner every you know uh, like um client uh guest liaison every handyman that we have the regular maintenance men, they're they're all in on the these whatsapp groups it's it's really key to what we do linked to that Um, I'm pretty sure most people that'll be listening to the podcast will have uh, a property management system, a PMS that they choose. We use the Guesty PMS system, and uh, it's really, really great and essential for kind of providing super reliable calendar functions and uh, guest communication that everyone that needs to can kind of jump in and out of. So that's really key to us. It's just about having systems in place. As a project management tool, we use Trello. Um, and again, that's super invaluable for us. Like r- really, again, what I'm trying to say at the core is that it seems super difficult, but it's actually not that difficult. It's just about getting people on board. You know, um, we find that a lot of people in the US, they don't actually use WhatsApp. I find that really strange. But you just kind of coax them into it
0: and say, look, make sure you get this on your phone. And then everyone kind of everything kind of all falls into place. I'm so glad you have said that because we frequently here at Bootsley are talking about um, sort of websites and that sort of thing. And we invite everybody to a WhatsApp chat for that. And it's amazing. Apparently, WhatsApp's got 2 billion users worldwide, but the US market doesn't tend to use it. So, um, yeah, it sounds like we're doing our, our jobs by trying to get more of our US listeners onto, onto WhatsApp. And definitely anybody listening, if you are based in the US, download WhatsApp. It is the the best communication app in the world, in my opinion, um, which is cool. So, let's talk about these big luxury properties. My thoughts are a lot of the time, you must get people who want to, you know, have an event or or basically have parties, you know, sort of. So is there anything that you've got in place where you'd prevent that happening in, in some of these amazing properties? Because I imagine the last thing you'd want is to to have breakages. And uh, I can imagine some of the interior is is quite expensive. Yeah. Oh my God. i I mean, I, I I swear this would be my TED talk. If I had to
1: do a TED talk, it would probably be on, on party prevention because um, this was one of the biggest challenges that that I had uh, coming into this kind of luxury property market because like you said, they're very desirable places and a large proportion of people that use vacation rental platforms, they're not always the, the people that are, are your ideal guests. They're people that they want to use them to host parties or even just to house like a kind of once in a lifetime stay at a luxury property where they do crazy things they just kind of you know they uh ride inside the properties on bikes or you know invite other people over to like brag about how good the property is you know there's just people want to do extreme things and we had massive problems right from the start with uh with, with trying to prevent parties you know We started in the middle of COVID and at that point in time, bars and nightclubs were were shut down. Some people were actually just using platforms like Airbnb maliciously to to get spaces where they could host illegal parties. And then also more recently, I don't know about you, I've had a huge backlog of weddings and, you know, I've been to nine weddings in 2022 that's uh 18 different stag and hen that have to be accommodated for around the world and um party central happening after covid isn't it yeah it's it's chaos and so we get so many different inquiries for people that want to stay at the properties uh for stag and hen now that's the latest kind of problem that we have and some of them are honest and say that they want to do that in the inquiry form and then other people they're more kind of malicious and sneaky about it so what you need to do what we what we've done is really uh gone in depth into preventing parties happening the main ways that you do that well i would say there's two main things The the first and like i said i could go on for ages about this but the first is to set up your property in a way that makes it really hard for parties to actually continue um i don't know if you've talked to if you had the guys for a minute on the podcast the minute sound recorders but they are absolutely essential yeah, absolutely but, uh, essential. And combining those with Google Nest cameras that we have in the properties in, in the correct locations to, to monitor who's coming in and guest activity generally
0: without being intrusive just, is, just is to, absolutely key. Just to dive in on a Minute there, which is uh, the the amazing speakers. And I know there'll be people listening to this who don't necessarily know what they do. So can you um, let us know what that allows you to do with those, those speakers just uh, for those who haven't heard it? Yeah, it's a brilliant system. It's all
1: about uh, monitoring what's going on without being invasive on on the guests because um, you don't want to break the guests' privacy. And what Minute does is it, it, it takes sound recordings without recording the actual things that are being spoken. It monitors the, the levels of noise, and it does way more than that. So it, it monitors the uh, humidity and the amount of movement within a space and basically gives you as a host a really good overall idea of 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 how many people are in the property and how loud and how much activity is going on in that property it has loads of really good integrations with like our pms system so it can fire off alerts both to us as the host and also to the guests where it says look we've noticed that things are unusual and above a certain threshold Mm -hmm. um so gives them warning signs and it alerts us to the problems as well and
0: uh, is really, really essential to us keeping control of the, the way that the properties are ran. That's amazing, isn't it? And there's such a lifesaver because like you say, if it automatically sends these these updates, well... You know, you might be able to to not have to get involved at all. It might just be automated, and uh, and that side of things, which is cool. If, yeah. if it is just somebody just you know slightly overdoing it on the uh, on the loudness and that. Type yeah, of
1: thing. definitely, definitely, definitely. There are really two types of people that stay at the properties that cause problems. You got the ones who do it indirectly, like you said, they're really just trying to have fun, and like why not? People need to have fun when they're staying at your at your properties, um, and then you get the ones who are doing it maliciously really they are you know they don't care about the alerts that you're sending them they might have 20 30 100 people that come over to 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 the place and really that's why it's essential to communicate something to the guest to say hey look we've noticed that it's wrong could you change and also to communicate something to the host as well so that you're saying look there could be a problem
0: here keep it on your radar that's cool and then you mentioned a google nest camera so are these like i know some people use like ring doorbell or blink cameras. Is Google Nest very similar, where you've got sort of just yeah. visuals on the outside?
1: Yeah, exactly the same, and it's really just to kind of give you a picture of of what's happened, whether people have come into your property and uh, that shouldn't have been there, and it's also very uh, helpful to actually kind of give evidence for things as well. If you need to prove that something has happened where people, lots of people have come into the property that shouldn't have, then you really need to have your your cameras set up in the right places as well. That's but fair. Anyway Liam look I said that like monitoring on site is really key the other part is actually how you filter through people before they arrive at the property because just by taking um loads of steps from that inquiry process from when they've booked until the point that they actually access the property that's what's really that's what really helps deter the people that that you don't want stayed from staying you know like we have a kind of basic flags system in place so if a guest doesn't have is unable to provide full verifications of who they are you know we request a driving license and and that kind of thing after they've booked just to kind of support the, the verification of the booking if they can't or won't disclose the kind of reason for their stay um if they have an unusual number of guests which which can be both an unusually high or an unusually low amount of guests as well then again this kind of raises flags and uh, if the location of where they've booked is maybe suspiciously close to where they actually live, you know, there's all, all these different kind of factors that you can have that really help to kind of identify guests that could be a problem. And we've got a really good communication system, uh, which is thankful to Guesty again, because they have some really great automations that you can have within a communication system, which yeah. help request further information from guests and get, give us everything that we need to, to make sure that, that whoever is staying is safe
0: and that's cool that's cool and like they say they say prevention is the the best form of uh, you know sort of anything really isn't it so it's a case of if you can prevent like you say somebody who's living two miles down the road booking the luxury house where they've probably got a big network of friends i mean that's, that's an alarm bells ringing sort of situation yeah. isn't it so that's really cool i like um i like how your tech is all stacked together you know and all work seamlessly and is perfect especially for these these luxury properties because you know you, you you definitely don't want uh you know the chances of parties are just so much higher than your standard um you know sort of contractor let and that side of things so um yeah that's really interesting so let's talk about the marketing at the moment so where do you how do you attract your guests where do you list and um is there any tips that you've got to share on how you get more more guests in general, either, either direct or um, otherwise? Yeah, well, okay. So the portfolio that I manage, most of the
1: properties follow a very similar kind of life cycle, which mm-hmm. is that before they've been taken on, they've really either they've just been used by the owner and their family, close friends, whatever. And then they've been empty for long periods of time and then the owner will probably think oh well maybe we should get some other people into the property so they might have dipped their kind of toes into airbnb and this normally causes kind of two problems the first is that it normally causes a huge headache for the owner in the administration and the running of the property on airbnb the potential for having people that stay and break things and host parties and ruin their properties um, but the third one that a lot of people don't realize is the dependence that that property might quickly have on Airbnb. You know, a lot of the places that we had that that I took on that were on Airbnb, they were receiving upwards of 80, 90% of their bookings through that one channel. And um, the problem they had is that Airbnb has this, you know, 4.8 threshold for being, uh, you know, suitable for the, be on the platform and if they were falling below those standards then that's it their only kind of stream of bookings is gone so straight away a big kind of thing that we had was in diversifying the channels that all of the properties are on and so this obviously meant getting on board with the 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 big three airbnb booking.com and verbo for all of the platforms that we're on and now the focus is moving to driving traffic direct to our websites that we have. From uh, a marketing standpoint, luxury properties are better placed than any property, any other type of property, just because the visuals are uh, so easy to communicate to people, you know, all of the properties that we have have normally got something absolutely amazing and eye-catching about them that is so easy to to, to push out to people. Um, The amount of photos that we have on our listing that are not done by professional photographers, but instead are just a kind of quick little snap that our housekeeper or a guest has shared with us or that I've taken when I've visited the property is unbelievable. Most luxury properties speak for themselves in terms of how good they look and how easily they can be marketed. So the challenge now is to move from that sole Airbnb traffic to multi-channel traffic, which is kind of where a lot of them are at, at the moment. And the next stage is really establishing their own kind of uh, direct traffic, which is where uh, our nice uh, Boosterly website comes in as well, because uh, it's, it's really great for that.
0: Thank you for the mention. Um, yeah, definitely. and i've I've gone out and checked obviously the website and uh, seen these amazing properties. And like you say, those snaps from guests, especially they'll probably be sharing them on their socials. Will their network, judging by you know, the fact they've booked the place is probably, a similar avatar who may book your place as well. So uh, like you say, it's just such a good way of marketing. Is just with the property visuals for, for those places.
2: If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y dot co dot UK forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team.
0: If you could um, either give somebody who advice who wants to get into the luxury market, what would you say to them? What advice would you have around getting started, or what advice would you have if you could go back and say to yourself, uh, you know, when you're getting started? Okay, well, I, I think the first thing would be really kind of just
1: to not be scared of approaching the luxury property market. Um, it's very easy for people to think that property owners who own luxury property portfolios are are going to be super scary to to deal with, or they're going to have really high demands that you might not be unable you might be unable to fulfill for, for looking after these places, but these people that own luxury property portfolios, they need our help almost more uh, than other people because their their portfolios are so huge, they can be so time-consuming for them, and um, they can have so many direct running costs that are costing them a lot of money that they really need someone to take the helm with and, and run things and get the properties paying for themselves. So- really the number one tip would to be not scared in in talking to property managers they are very very normal people in fact from my experience they're always very successful people and that means that they're very organized very practical full of really good quick tips on things that you might be struggling to kind of get around they're always very good sources of advice so so don't be scared and throw yourself in there and um
0: and You'll be amazed at some of the places that become available amazing amazing and what does the the future for the richmond property group look like uh it's a good question
1: i mean the, the, the there are two main things that we deliver on for the properties that we look after the first one is that the owners need to have continued improvement and great experiences when they are staying at the properties Mm -hmm. and this is something that a lot of property managers can forget and it's not just for luxury properties it's for for any property that you own you need to be thinking of your owner first and foremost so that when they look at their property or when they stay at their property they can always see wow this place is better than ever Um, there's loads of cool new stuff and it's delivering financially for them in terms of you know giving them a, a great return on, on their own investments and their own properties. So we are always striving to refine the guest experience for the property owners. And I know that's not the, the answer that you probably get most on the show. You probably get people who are saying, you know, we're, we're going to get loads more properties and loads more places and build and grow. Um, but really, at the core of what we do, we have to make sure that there is 100 percent Um, success in delivering incredible experiences for the owner along with incredible financial results for the owner so it's all the little things really we are going to be refining in 2023 the guest experience whether that is putting in some new experiences in the properties Mm -hmm. like um stargazer domes where we've got great outside areas or uh new uh hot tubs and saunas so that they uh, in different
0: locations it's all about kind of adding new experiences to the properties that we've got it sounds really exciting and certainly now i'm thinking oh i want to go that you know this the stargazing saunas that that's speaking to many people who are listening in on this which is really cool i've got to ask do you ever get to test out any of these properties or stay there yourself when you're having to manage them yeah definitely it's what it so that is one of the big bonuses of, of of what
1: i do me and my wife we love to go on uh little getaways to the properties it is the most invaluable time that you will spend at the property is uh being there yourself and actually kind of you know going through uh the drawers and working out what's missing and whether or not you need to replace a plate here and there and stuff like it's the fine detail and it's really be hard to actually relax when you go to these places because your mind is always thinking of what can be uh, improved but definitely staying at these properties is 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 an amazing benefit of
0: of what we do and it's one of the funnest things that we do that's cool and uh yeah definitely it's it's one of those things where it is kind of you're there thinking about the job but hopefully you know especially you know your your partner can can relax and enjoy the actual uh, you know and, and live like the, the guest for a little while which is cool so yeah and- yeah. So as we reach towards the end of these podcasts, we love to just ask a couple of just fun uh, sort of quick fire questions um, can be, uh, you know, business related. Uh, doesn't have to be, but if you could have a, a a dinner with anybody dead or alive, famous dead or alive, um, who would you pick and why? Oh, that's a tough question, Liam. Oh, anybody. Anybody at all. Um. Okay.
1: Well, to keep it on topic, it would have to be somebody who has like a, like an incredible uh, portfolio like that you could do something with. So I'm going to go for the OG property owner, uh, Her Majesty the Queen. Oh, I reckon, you know, I reckon if you, if you could sit down with her and really deep dive into her property portfolio would be <laughs> pretty interesting. One of the most interesting ones that I ever went out to see was this um, 25 million pound uh, estate that bordered with the Balmoral estate up in yeah. Aberdeenshire. And it consisted of like 35 individual cottages and uh, bothies. And it was absolutely incredible. It was out this world. If the part, we, we bid for that one and uh, didn't win it, but if we had done, then I probably would have ended up chatting to the Queen at some point. Um, oh, nice. But, <laughs> but unfortunately, it'll just have to be
0: a, a dream answer now. Right. Well, still, that's cool. And that's what an exciting place to look around in, in the South, which is cool. So um, for yourself, where would you love to, uh, or where is on the list to jet off to? Where are your top travel destinations, both where you've been, but also where you'd also like to go next?
1: Um, good question. Well, I mean, well, so, i'm a little bit inhibited at the moment of where i can travel i've actually got um a first kid on the way due in april so um i'm (laughs) if my travel plans are kind of a little bit here and there but yeah exactly (laughs) i have to see where we can go i would love to do a really big trip around australia i've never done uh, that part of the world before and uh i find it really weird that you can go all the way around the world to australia and then it's very, very similar to the UK. Like, I don't really, I don't really understand that. So
0: I, I, I have to go there firsthand and see what it's like myself. That's cool. That's cool. So if there's any hosts from Australia listening with child-friendly places, you know, drop Julian a line. <laughs> so yeah, as we reach the end, we love asking uh, this question. And this question always we finish with because we love to find out um, your thoughts on it, which is, is there a mantra or a motto that you live by or one that you really believe in? um okay well i guess it would be that if
1: you want an easy recipe for success then why not try working in the industry that makes the most money with the people that have the most money so you know taking the industries that have the most money it's probably finance But property is definitely in there as well. And if you can work with the people that have the most resources, then I think that's a really good recipe to
0: uh, success. That's really cool. I like that. I like that a lot. So... Julian, thank you so much for, for sharing your story and telling us about your business. Um, I feel like I've learned a lot about the luxury property. I'm also excited by it as well. So if there's people listening to this and they want to get in touch with yourself or go and check out your properties, um, what's the best way to do so? Yeah, cool. Well, that is, uh, we've got a nice new website with Boosley. It is
1: rgroup.properties. So that's just the letter R and then group dot properties you'll see all of the properties that we have on there and uh, you can book direct on there and
0: uh go through the contacts section and you can get in touch with me directly as well awesome thank you so much so um that kind of brings us to the end is there any last closing comments or anything i missed uh question wise along the way i
1: don't think so liam i just think that i want to tell people not to be scared of approaching luxury property so uh throw yourself in there and you'll
0: be amazed at what can come out of it amazing thank you so much julian and uh, thank you too if you're listening to this episode on the Boostly podcast we know there's a lot of places you can put your attention and we really thank you for spending it with boostly if you haven't done so already go and check us out on facebook at the hospitality community and that's a group a free group where you can come and join in the conversation about hospitality uh, definitely go and check out julian's website uh, we will add that to the show notes as well and uh yeah any um any questions or anything like that, feel free to get in touch with Boostly as well. So thank you very much, everybody. Uh, that's bye from me and that's bye from Julian. See you on the All next right, Bye-bye. One.